Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 295 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Atura. Surprise, more DC films are getting delayed. Hey, I, as you said, surprise, Kyle Schwarber hit a home run off, off the center field brick wall, so that's a bomb. It- it's like me and Kyle like orchestrated it. Four hundred and fifty-one feet. By but God, just, by but God. just another solo home run. One nothing fills. Everybody, welcome to ninety-five. Yes, things are getting delayed again, uh, and we're gonna be here to talk about it. We got a big show for you. Just five episodes away from the big three zero zero. We got our picks of the week trivia fifteen for both of us in a race to eleven, which is always fun. We just can't crown a victor. We ain't ended it. We've been looking forward to this for a while because the first episode of House of the Dragon is out, uh, the new HBO Game of Thrones prequel, and we finally get to talk about it. I have been looking forward to the show. I even said to you in the run-up, like, I'm oddly extremely excited, and we both watched it. So we're going to talk to you about that, but we're going to keep it spoiler-free. Maybe halfway through or maybe at the end we'll do some spoiler stuff for it, but for the premiere, I know not everybody watched it. Maybe it snuck up on you. It is the summer after all. So uh, we'll keep this one spoiler free. We'll talk about, you know, nothing that's to do with the story. We'll talk about the characters and our favorites from the show so far. It's only been one episode. I'm sure we'll have very similar, if not the same lists. And looking forward to that. We also are going to talk Batman, Cape Crusader, Only Murders in the Building, The Umbrella Academy, King Kong, and The Boys Season 4. So looking forward to that. Say we'll take over in gaming where I'll take back over and do an entire <laughs> recap of Gamescom Opening Night Live, the two-hour show from Jeff Keighley and co. That was completely and utterly unnecessary. Before <laughs> before we give you July's best-selling games, PSVR 2 news, and the Game Awards have a date. Uh, in movies, we got... Days Gone, Thor Love and Thunder, Movie Pass, Halloween Ends, Avatar. Uh, what's next after Avatar? Some big DC delays that Sam was kind of uh, uh, referring to in his opening. We're going to talk about those. Elvis, and that'll do it before Sam brings us home with a weekly wada. But let's start where we customarily do our picks of the week. Pick of the week this week is a movie me and Neoman actually traveled to New Jersey. Because um, during opening weekend, there was none playing. It came to Philly and the Chamonix the week after. It is now playing in the Chamonix. But we saw Dragon Ball Super Superhero. This was the 21st Dragon Ball feature film. It was almost your trivia question. I, I did it. It's the fourth produced by Toriyama, direct involvement. The second movie to carry the Dragon Ball Super branding. And the first produced mainly using the 3d animation and i'm not gonna lie it took me a little bit to get used to the 3d animation i'm always gonna like old school dragon ball z how it always looked there's nothing's going to change that but i did enjoy it overall uh the 3d aspect of it you know like i said old school that's that i'll it'll never beat that for me that that is the best this stuff i get it you want to try new things no problem i i like where they this movie was like a a back step of kind of Goku and NBG to where like they just they're not the main attraction of that. This one is more the the Piccolo and the Gohan 
story and maybe a, a few others. I don't even want to say the names. I would rather wait till you see it. But the way they, I love how they, they started this movie where they kind of explained everything. So the, the bad guys in are, is the Red Ribbon Army. If you watched old Dragon Ball, you should know, you obviously fought the Red Ribbon Army the entire show. So they kind of explained their whole history and where it kind of got to that. So you don't even, even though Neil never watched Dragon Ball Super, he could still watch this, even though he didn't see anything of Super. Like it, it made the, they made it sense perfectly. Uh, uh, the way they showed it, it, this was definitely a nod to the the OG fans. A lot of nostalgia in here. Um, it earned positive reviews from critics. It had a ninety three percent overall. It made as of right now worldwide fifty five point eight million worldwide. It's an, only an hour and thirty five minutes. You're, you're you're in and out. And it's it's definitely it's it, I would say it's the best and it's definitely not the worst. Uh, this was a, a long overdue movie for Gohan, you know Gohan Super Saiyan two, you know Cell Saga. I mean it it, it almost doesn't get much better than that. And they finally kind of, you know, they listened to the fans a little bit for years. We've been complaining how they they, they did Gohan dirty after that, and they kind of just went to school. He was just like a. Like a like a nerd or help or what have you, and and, and Piccolo kind of steps up in a big way. Um, the, the, I ain't gonna spoil the main villain. I'll wait a little bit. I I the only thing I'd say I I would just wish it was normal sized. That that'd be my my biggest complaint with the the, the final villain. But you you might have seen it. I did see it, it get spoiled for some people. Um, but I know if if you do go see it now, it's you know stay till the end credit. There is a full end credit scene, which was actually pretty funny. All the entire English cast is back for all the OG characters. Johnny Young Bosch now is, is voicing Broly. Uh, you have your your boy uh, Charles. Uh, was it Martinet? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing uh, Magenta, and it, it was definitely cool. I'll, I'll always see every Dragon Ball Z movie, TV show, anything that comes. But this was again definitely worth the watch. Go see it. Go support it. Dragon Ball Super superhero. My pick of the week is a weird one. If you would have asked me after the first episode, would I even recommend it? I would have said no. But like something about this show kept us watching and like laughing at it and making fun of it, but also really intrigued by it and also like wondering about the mystery and where would it actually end up and where would it go, but kind of hating it at the same time. So like this was never going to be my pick of the week. And then we decided, you know what? better call Saul's over let's just finish it and see what comes of it and so we did and it turned out to be pretty darn good and so we both actually said like I don't know why we liked it but we did I am talking about a Peacock original show starring Joshua Jackson Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin it's called Dr. Death it came out in 2021 eight episodes apparently getting a second season which i don't know if that's true or why um it seemed like more like a mini series but it's based on a true story of dr christopher dunch who in texas uh was accused of he is a surgeon a back surgeon and he was accused of purposely messing up their surgeries um for a multitude of reasons mm. if you pissed him off if whatever if you talked shit if whatever he would allegedly 
mess your surgery up. He put his best friend. Oh, Jesus. He made his best friend a quadriplegic. He killed multiple people. Um, he made people wheelchair ridden and um, made their, their condition worse. And so these other two doctors were like, he can't be here. He cannot be a doctor. So it's their pursuit with the DA to get him off of practicing medicine and like kicked out and his license revoked and everything. And he's just this egotistical dude. Joshua Jackson plays the main character, the, the flaw in it and why we were like, cause it's got a great premise. Like on this, on the whole, that sounds awesome. Um, on, I think the thing we didn't like about it is every episode, there are not even, not even making this up. There are eight to 12 time jumps in every episode. They go back and forth between 2011, 12, 13, 15, 17, and 18. And then back to his college years too for an episode. Yeah, so like I they, can see that being getting old quick. They constantly do it, and every scene they tell you the date, and every scene they tell you the year, and you're like, Jesus, dude, like blink and you miss it, and you're like, what time frame? What year? How many times? You really got to keep up with the story. So it's one you got to kind of watch pretty heavy to get. But the performances are fine. Christian Slater is the comic relief. Alec Baldwin actually does well. I never thought I'd say those words. Um, he's I, I probably like Alec Baldwin. He's probably the standout. I mean, Joshua Jackson is. He's really, really good as this hateable, egotistical surgeon. And so, like, if you like the the, I won't say like the hospital show, like a Grey's Anatomy or stuff like that. It's not that. This is a crime drama thriller type show. If you're into that more like the true crime based on a true story stuff. We actually Peacock also is a documentary about the real Christopher Dunch. If you want to like watch this and then go watch the doc to see how accurate the show was and things like that. Um, it was kind of a fun ride. It will never be one of my favorites. It's, you know, not up there. I'm not screaming for you to go get Peacock and go download it and watch it or stream it or anything like that. But if like you're looking for a show and you're into that kind of genre, you could do worse. It's pretty fun. Doctor yeah. Death on Peacock. It's it's crazy. I don't even remember the show. Doctor Death, like of a name, like huh? Yeah. All right. We were scrolling because Peacock has the black phone, the movie. Okay. And, yeah. So we were scrolling and we were looking for stuff, and I was scrolling to try and find the black phone, and in the recommendations, I saw this. I said, Ash, like, there's Joshua Jackson. There's, like, you want to try it? And she was like, Yeah. And we just laughed our asses off for the first episode because it is so weird. And uh, we ended up sticking it out and, and kind of happy we did. It was just a fun little show. So eight episodes, hour long, knock it out in a couple days. There's there's our picks of the week. Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, and Dr. Death, the 2021 Peacock original. Uh, there you go. All right, trivia, 15 for me, 15 for you. I'm going to give you the question first, give you a chance to go ahead, and I'm telling you, it's a hard one. All right, we got all the way back in the 1970s, could be the 60s, but I'm pretty sure it was the 70s. Who was the first ever human celebrity guest on Sesame Street? No, it's, no, it's hard. It's hard. Answers, I'm please. telling you. Uh, was it Carol Burnett, Johnny Cash, James Earl Jones, or Patrick Stewart? Um. Out of everyone, that's what you hit me with. The first on Sesame Street? The first ever celebrity guest on Sesame Street. Say it again, the names. Carol Burnett, who was in Better Call Saul. Uh, Johnny Cash, James Earl Jones, or Patrick Stewart? Let's go Patrick Stewart. 
he's the only one I didn't know if he was actually a guest or not. Um, I made him up. It was James Earl Jones. Okay, I, I Star Wars, I guess maybe. Yeah, seventies. That's what. I, so I put in Johnny Cash was I think the second, and Carol Burnett I think was the third. But I put in Carol Burnett obviously for Better Call Saul, making you think. In it was kind of like yeah, I, I, I that was two on the nose. I thought I was thinking maybe him for Star Trek and and James Earl. So I was back. I was back and forth. It it, it was either or. All right. Yeah, there, there you Good go. Question. What is the highest Metacritic rating for a PlayStation Four game? I will accept. Does that include? Does that include remastered? No. So it has to be a native PS4 game. Yes. God. God of War, Spider Man, Uncharted Four, The Last of Us Two, Ghost of. Oh, I, I mean, I could, I know it wasn't a, a remaster. Journey. I don't, could I don't know. Journey. From, well, there's there's I don't know. There's two tied. There's two tied. So I will accept two answers. All right. Flower could be Journey, could be Flower, could be any of the games I just named. Last of Us Two. Now this is what now? Uh, Metacritic. Wait, I I think remastered. Yes, does yes. There, you can use remastered. The Last of Us remastered. But there are other options also. Well, does I'm right then, right? Because that would count. You said remastered. Yes, would count. You correct. All right. If not, though, if like that wasn't an option, I would say Spider Man. I will say Spider-Man is wrong. Okay, but I got it right with The Last of Us. No, you did not. Well, you told me, so it's not that remaster. It is not. Wow, okay, okay. Cool, I'm excited to hear the answer here. I would have accepted Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, God, that slipped my fucking mind. Good call. That and Grand Theft Auto V both have a 97 Metacritic rating. God, neither one of them are PlayStation exclusives. That makes sense. And they're both Rockstar. Grand Theft Auto Five and fucking Rock. Rolling in the money. God damn, that's good. See, my mind immediately went to exclusives because you said only PS4, and it was neither. Good question. That was a good one. I like that. All right, let it let us move as we are 15 to 15 still, painstakingly, after legitimately probably 30 weeks, maybe at least half a year. Um, or more We're doing this right. round. So no, 15 to 15 it has to be at least 30. No, it doesn't, but it is at least 30. Uh, let's move into the TV section here. 15 minutes into the show. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about house of the dragon. Again, we'll keep it spoiler free from a sp- story perspective. We're going to have to say character names and things like that. But from a story perspective, we'll keep it light. Keep in mind that you can basically get the entire plot of the show. If you just read the books, but, We already see some differences based on some future trailers and things like that. I'm excited to see where this goes. What did you think of House of the Dragon? I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was so happy to be back in this world. I I missed it. You know, yeah, the last season we know Game of Thrones left the bad taste. The last couple seasons, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So again, we 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 can't forget that the first five seasons of Game of Thrones was some of the best television ever. This this first episode. I'm not saying it, 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 it's God's gift, but I'm saying that I love being back in this world. I saw a little bit of, you know, all, everything from they're, they're already setting up the plot points. They're already setting up the back deals, the drama, you know, obviously the, the sex, the killings. The, it, it, the pieces are it's already dancing and it's just like 
the dice dancing on the table. I, I, I love this world. I, I'm so happy it's back. You could tell the production value is up. You know they spent millions. There's quite a few dragons we got to see. I like the cast. And I, I, I'm just kind of, you know, very, very patiently waiting for episode two. <laughs> I concur. I concur. I said a couple months before the show, like, this is actually really eagerly anticipated for me. And, you know, I was, had an open mind and an open heart with the complete and total uh, option to be heartbroken. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Luckily, I wasn't. I am. I've been so excited for the past five days to talk about this because I really loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I absolutely fucking loved it, dude. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because I, I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to you too much about. It. I know we, we kind of just said, yeah, we we enjoyed it, but you know, we we didn't really get a chance to talk in depth about it. No, I think you texted me and said I really enjoyed the show, and I texted yeah. you back said I absolutely fucking loved it, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's say nothing. So, what did you like about it? Again, keeping it spoiler free. I know you mentioned dragons and this and that and the other, but like, was it like seeing some nods to the old show because there are some Easter eggs there? It's it's, you know, there's already characters like, oh, he reminds me of Littlefinger. I was like, oh, he reminds me of him. It's just the little nods, and then you know, some of the names they they mention as the episode goes on. It's oh, okay, I remember that. Okay, the 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 big uh, dragon skull. And I, you know, obviously Graham McTavish, seeing him, like he, I just see, like he's like really him and Matt Smith and Patty uh, Constantine as King Viserys. Besides that, I really don't know the entire, I don't know the cast. So just only knowing like, you know, two or three people, I I, I kind of love that. So kind of every kind of just going, I feel like I'm going in a little bit blind. I know this is way before everything that happened. So I'm just basically want to watch how what, what happens to the Targaryens, what, what happens to their dragons, what happens to their realm, and and you're introducing Hightower, which we didn't have in Game of Thrones, and how they kind of tie all that in. I'm, I'm interested for the storytelling. Um, George R. R. Martin is, is heavily involved, which I love, because he was involved in the first five, and it was great. He He's not involved in the last three, and look what happened. So well, there I, was source material for the first five. There wasn't true. for the last three. There's source material for this. So he's got an entire series about this. So, but 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 and he's also being like you know kind of like over. Not, oh, I'm not gonna say overseeing it, but a consultant to kind of you know guide him, whatever. And it's not made by Benioff and Weiss, which is correct. The best news you could possibly <laughs> have. DB and uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff should stay the farthest they can away from Game of Thrones, and I'm happy that they are out of this universe. I'm happy to be back in the world. I'm happy to hear the names Dragonstone and King's Landing. And I'm happy to like say, Oh my God, there's the God's wood. And I'm happy to see like the little tiny things about it that can really I, make me happy. Can I say how they opened and they, they kind of just, they're flying through the city and you just kind of see everything all over again. It's kind of like, for me, it felt like it, like it washed, maybe like got like the bad taste out of my mouth. I don't, is that, is that right? Well, that was the first time we saw King's Landing yeah. as a whole since the explosion yeah. of Wildfire when Tommen kills himself. So it's been literally, what, three years since the show ended, plus another three years before that. We're talking six years or so since we've seen yeah. King's Landing whole, and that was really special to see all those dragons, and, and you're going to get that, dragons. And that was like the only, the only, like I guess, not spoilery thing to say, just like, I just love the visual, you know, I remember last year or the final season. They said every time you see dragons, millions of dollars. You know, that 
and you could just see that the value went up in everything, in every way, the quality's there. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy again. Like I love, you know, everyone's, Oh, is the intro music is going to be there. Bam. And that episode just kind of just starts. And I was like, I love that they did that. Well, they have the same composer from GOT proper. So yeah. that's great. And you hear subtle game of Thrones and you hear the game of Thrones theme at times yeah. throughout it. And like, there's a scene where Millie Alcox, Ranieri and, or Ranieri and, uh, and, um, Alicent are walking through this hallway and they're holding hands and it's like the literal Game of Thrones theme as they walk up the steps. And this show didn't have that opening title sequence, but they did say that starting in episode two, there will be an original sequence title sequence for it. So obviously I don't think we're going to get the same theme as we did in Game of Thrones, but we will get something very similar and it will give you those Game of Thrones vibes. And that's a positive. I thought the score was great, like absolutely phenomenal. I thought, um, while it was a bit predictable, even from somebody who hadn't read the books, um, I'm kind of happy about that because uh, it wasn't predictable in a bad way. It was a predict- it was predictable in a way of like, wow, they had to make that decision, or wow, this person is fucked. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and like you, you want you want to see that you wanted to see that stuff play out, and you didn't want to see them do what they did in season seven and eight where everybody had the thickest plot armor. It's not going to pull an episode nine where they just take Ned's head off in episode one. No, but in episode one, I will tell you the kill count is already there we and characters that you, someone's head. <laughs> the characters that you think will make it don't. And so like, it really does kind of sow those seeds very well for you. It's very, very game of Thrones and it makes me extremely happy to again, be back in this world, to hear the names and just the styles and like see dragons again. And, um, all like the heart and soul that poured in this world. I was a game of Thrones, die hard fan. And I think you'll know, like almost nobody was let down by that eighth season more than I was. I've been very vocal on this podcast about how much I fucking hated it every second of it. (laughs) And, uh, this, while I won't say it's like a full redemption because it's been one episode, we got to give it more. We got to give it more time. We got nine this, more. This is really, 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 really well on its way to redeeming yeah. season eight. And I was a little nervous again. Uh, Matt Smith, he was in Morbius, and I thought he was absolutely terrible. So it, it was everyone so- was though. For yeah, true, but for him to be, you know, uh, Damon Targaryen, so he kind of really had to bring it, and I, I thought he had it. He just to being that person, I thought he nailed it. Just Morbius, I don't know, they, they, they missed, but I'm happy to say he's actually really good in uh, House of the Dragon. Think about Viserys. Uh, from Game of Thrones proper, Daenerys' brother, one of the last two remaining Targaryens, and if you think about his like profile and his actions and his personality and just kind of put Matt Smith's face on it. It's kind of that, like he is a very big douche, but also at the same time, like he kind of cares, but also yeah. at the same time, he kind of wants to bang his, his niece. So like, there's just like a lot of things going he's, on. He's like a hooker with a heart of gold. It's, it's like real weird. He's also like extremely, uh, 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 he's not potent in the, in the bedroom. We'll say. So he's got some issues there. This is a lot to explore in this character. I'm very excited to see Damon and, and continue that. You know, here's the thing is like I said, it's a really good start. It's a really good, it's well on its way, I believe I just said, uh, to redeeming kind of 
GOT proper in those final last seasons. But we also said the same thing about Dexter Newblood's first couple episodes of like, holy shit, it's great to be back in this world with these characters. And that flopped real, real hard for me at the end. So there is still potential for me to come back and say, you know, this show didn't hit or didn't land the way I thought it would. But, but I, because it doesn't have those same characters, because it's not Dexter new blood with, with Dexter as the main character, it is a brand new set of characters set 172 years before game of Thrones proper, before Daenerys Targaryen was born before Aaron, the mad King was killed by Jamie. This is a brand new show. And so I do feel really positive. I do feel like it can stand on its own, not just redeem the show, but if it continues along this path with this much quality, I really feel like it can start to set itself apart and be its own standalone thing, which I think would benefit the show greatly have the audience and the hype of game of Thrones, but let's stop with the weekly comparisons to GOT proper, because at this point they're two different things. And I really am excited by that prospect. Yeah, it, it, it's it's unfair to compare. And like you said, you know, it's only one episode. They got nine more they got to land. And I like to think that HBO is not going to let a second, like, featured Game of Thrones show fail or, or you know, come to the, the end of the other one because, again, they wanted it to go longer. And I, I would like to think if you got people involved, they got to know that if this show's a hit, they're in it for the long haul. Here's why I don't think it will flop and why I think it will stick the landing and continue to be a good series if they do pick it up for multiple. Game of Thrones never had a problem with the budget for those later seasons. It wasn't the budget. It wasn't a low-budget effort. It wasn't the visuals ever, except for episode three when it was pitch black, but it wasn't ever the visuals. It wasn't ever the characters as they were intended to be written up it front. The showrunners. It was the writing. It was the showrunners and the writing none of which is in this show. It's a big budget, 20 million an episode. It's got great visuals. It's got the great characters. It's got the great internal politics. It's got the small talk. It's got the things that blink and you miss it um, type deal. New rock stars did of all the recaps. I watched Pete Pepper's recap, screen crush, Charlie, new rock stars, think story and brain pilot. I watched all of those and heavy spoilers. If I didn't say that one, but new rock stars had the best one. I would recommend going back and watching if you like those types of things, like episode recaps and stuff, and breakdowns, New New Rockstars was awesome. Eric Voss crushed it. He started off as a Game of Thrones guy. That's why he's very into the series. And he did an amazing 25-minute recap of, this, of the episode. So I'd recommend checking that out for even deeper coverage. And a little bit of the lore from the books and stuff that he brings in, but not too crazy with the spoilers. Um, very excited of where this is headed. Very excited to continue to be back in the Game of Thrones universe. And for the first time since 2019, since May of 2019, it feels good to watch a Game of Thrones. No, since 2017, because those last two seasons sucked, it feels good to watch a Game of Thrones property again. Sam, uh, I'll leave it to you for final thoughts before we move on to our top three. No, I, I think you got it. It's it, it's good to be back. I, I love this world. I, I missed it. I, I guess I, I forgot how much I did enjoy the show. You know, me and Kelly watched it. She actually got into it, so now she wants to watch Game of Thrones. So I was She's like, never oh. seen Game? No. So she so she actually went and just watching it just like this and she enjoyed it for this or not knowing anything in Game of Thrones. So that, 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 that tells you something right it
I can at least go back and enjoy five great seasons of television and then just battle my way through the list. Of it. When Ashley... there's, there's a couple good there's a couple good moments in them for a season, we can't lie, but you know, as a whole, it doesn't live up to the, the grand finale. If you like big set pieces devoid of any logic, you'll be a fan. <laughs> but there's that. When when Ashley out of nowhere starts theory crafting and talking to me about, oh, this is gonna happen and this I know she's in. And she did yeah. that almost immediately. And I said, Heck yeah. And I'm sitting there with a big, dumb grin. I'm sitting there with a big, dumb grin on my face. Loving it. I love you, babe. I watched it twice, too, just so I could go. Because you know you always miss things the first watch with the the dialogue being as fast as it is at times and, like, secretive. You almost have to – it was almost like a warm-up. You almost had to, like, watch it once to, like, get your mind back into that universe and remember shit and then watch it again the second time for those things to pick up. So that will probably be be my play as I watch it on Sunday nights and then again on – Wednesday or Thursday before we talk about it. Um, so yeah, there it is. Our thoughts on house of the dragon. We unequivocally liked it a lot. And you know, I, I would go so far as to say I loved it so far. And I just wouldn't be shocked if it ends up somewhere near the top, if not on the top three, somewhere right around there. Yeah. And I can say that after one ep, one episode, it's, it's pretty special. So great to be back, but let's dive into our top three. We're just going to talk about the characters that we like. That's the one thing we haven't chatted about yet. We talked a smidgen about Damon. We talked a smidgen about some other characters, but if you think that this would be spoilers, we're going to try and keep the spoilers out of it, but if you think that talking about the characters could be spoilers, I'd fast forward the next three to five minutes or so just so we can have this conversation, but Sam, I'll kick it to you for your third favorite character of House of the Dragon so far. Yeah, and I'm just going to keep it short. I don't want to slip and say too much, but my number three, I went with uh, Sir Christian Cole. Me too. He, I, as your number three? Yeah. yeah. It, he you know, he stood up to Damien. He's and Dornish. Dornish. I, he's Dornish. Oh, in real life? No, Dorn. He's from Dorn in the show. Oh, Dornish. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I, I just thought he kind of stood up to Damien, didn't take his shit. And I feel like he's going to be a big character in the show. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going next episode. Who knows? But <laughs> I, I, I like this character. Episode one looks like there could be the, the, an old lady over there. Could have some interest in the old guy. So we'll, we'll see if a cold baby can bring it to the people. <laughs> yeah, he's he could be the prince that was promised. You know, maybe it wasn't yeah. Jon Snow after all. Uh, no, he he's a, you know, again, without giving away the spoilers and why we liked him. He's a very smart fighter and he's uh, good with a lance and he was entertaining. And, and it's like, he, I'm trying not to give it away. And he, uh, he stands for things that are right. And, uh, and he's like the antithesis to Damon Targaryen. And yeah, uh, yeah he's a small character. He's in it for minutes, but I, I truly did enjoy what we got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the short impact. And then he's on number three. Yep. My number two is, King Viserys. Wow. Okay. Left him off mine. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Can't dude. wait till he dies. I cannot wait till he dies. You know he's not making it. Yeah. It's it just, you know, it just being in his predicament, you know, he would he, give it. <laughs> That's what we choice. call it. <laughs> a predicament. Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> That's a little bit. Of, oh, it was a little bit of a conundrum. It, it, it's not like he, he freaking planned it. It was like he was in an impossible situation, asking an impossible question. Yeah, that's true. Just, you know, I just thought it, it was heartbreaking how they shot it. 
and and him throughout the episode, you know, him just just him sitting on the throne of swords, getting caught. I I I loved it. I I can't lie. Kudos. Yeah, yeah. Again, not a spoiler. The the Iron Throne in this show is not the Iron Throne that you're used to by any means. It is the more book accurate Iron Throne, where it's yeah. not just a seat of swords. There are swords literally uh, all down the steps and coming around it, and because they're newish and it's kind of you know. Uh, 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 rough around the edges, we'll say. These swords are still sharp, and so like there's a theme throughout that you know even Damon sits on the opposite side of it, and da 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 da. So he doesn't get cut, and so Viserys is like dumb as shit and still doesn't know where the blades on his own throne are. But that's for another day. Uh, did not make my list because fuck that guy. I just oh boy, fuck that guy. And then when you guys watch the episode, maybe you'll agree. My number two is Rhaenyra, uh, Millie Alcock. I never heard of her, came out of nowhere, never saw anything she was in, and she blew me away with her performance. I know that, you know, this isn't spoilers, but in the trailers, they show an old Alicent. They show an old Renera. Uh, so, like, we know that Millie Alcock's character does live. We know that she's not going to be the soul because they do a time jump, clearly, because in this season, we're going to get older uh, Rhaenyra. But, like, this is your number two's daughter. And Damon Targaryen's niece, and Damon yep. and Viserys, I believe his name is, uh, are brothers. And so, like, she obviously the obvious comp is Danny. They're both Targaryens. I wonder why the comp is there. They literally are the same family. But I thought she was really good when she was on screen. I thought she's got a lot of premise. I think that there are some seeds planted with another character and her. Um, another female character that there's going to be a big giant feud there. The trailers for future episodes have kind of also told us that in a pretty big way. I'm really excited to see uh, uh, how she, if she, the big thing that happens at the end, end of the episode, if that holds up throughout the whole season, or if what everybody thinks is going to happen happens. And I'll talk, to, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll talk to you when we're done recording about what I mean by that, but she's great. Millie Alcock is crushing this role. Renary, Renera Targaryen crushing it. I mean, it has to go to Matt Smith. Yes. It's Damon Targaryen. Of course it is. It has to, especially for me, man, I I hated fucking Morbius. So to really come in here and do something different than what he did and to play against his character to, you know, to, to you know, the, have a half a heart and care, and then also at the same time, not give a shit and, and slice and dice and and just and just be a fierce warrior and, and not give a shit, but then care for his sister. So it's he, there, there's a lot going on with this character, and I look forward to to know more about it, and I look forward to the battles. Me too. I can't say anything more than you already said. He's conniving, but also has a heart, but also doesn't have a weenie. And well, he does physically. But like, there's just a lot about him. There's so many avenues they could go with him that I'm excited to see where they take that. So really good. We did 15 minutes almost on the dot of House of the Dragon Talk. I almost wanted to say Game of Thrones of House of the Dragon Talk. So thank you for everybody just hung out for. I'm sorry. Did I say 15? I meant 20. Thanks to everybody who hung out for us for the last 20 minutes. Uh, if you skipped it from the time codes, welcome back. We did not really talk any spoilers. There might've been one or two things that gave away incredibly minor details. And if that doesn't bother you, I'd recommend going back the last 20 minutes and checking out 
our uh, House of the Dragon spoiler-free talk. But as we move forward with the television section, Batman Cape Crusader is no longer moving forward to HBO Max. It will be shopped around to a different streamer. How pissed? I mean, I just, I it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, this is, you're talking, you know, I had Bruce Tim to be attached to Batman the Animated Series of one of the best TV shows of all time, period, to... Why it's, wouldn't you want it? Would be the chance? network's it would be the network's flagship animated show, and they I, just I, said, "Now nah, we're good." I, I just don't understand the move. I, I I think that's a stupid move. Um, I did read the report that I believe it was six, a total of six animated shows that HBO Max were letting go, and all six I read were going to continue to in production, and they're going to be shopped around. I'm not sure about the other five, but I'm I'm hoping someone picks up. Batman animated series. I think you know this is like this is a perfect fit for Amazon for Netflix. You should Hulu. I th- there's no way this show does like this. Had this show has to get made. There's people can't be that stupid to let this show slip. Please. Well, the only when I think about like streamers and where it could go, I think of Prime because they housed Batman the animated series for a while there as the before oh, HBO sure. Max and DC uh, DC Universe. Wow, that's an app we don't think about anymore. But that was the first real streaming home for Batman the Animated Series. So when you think about Cape Crusader as almost the spiritual successor, that could make sense. They don't really have too much animated. They have Invincible and The Boys Diabolical. This could yeah. be a nice complement to that. And that's perfect. Um, I think of Apple TV because they just they don't care. They like to buy things and do things. Um, and they, they could use the money. audience. <laughs> yeah, they, they got a couple she- shekels. I can't, see, money. I can't see Netflix... Because Netflix is kind of on their own path with anime and doing their own things. Plus, they cut a whole bunch of shows as well. So I can't see that. I can't see Hulu. I could see Hulu, but who the fuck? I don't think they got the juice. uh, They're too tied in with Marvel because they're partly owned by Disney and Fox. I just don't know where that makes sense. Um, And then that's really all the streamers I could really think of that would have some skin in the game. I mean, Paramount, they have Beavis and Butthead, which is actually really good. but I don't think they have too much else. And and was WB even ever part of that Paramount picture? I can't see them doing it anyway either. So um, those rights are not going to come cheap. And this is no. not going to be a show that's like, yeah, we got 10 bucks. I'll throw it down on black and hope we hit. Like this is a show you're going to have to pony up the dog for. So uh, yeah, I, I'm pissed because HBO Max seems to be tripping over themselves right now and seems to be oh, losing – Losing all the faith, the good faith they had. They took off 30, 30 plus shows instantly overnight, just like that, including Generation, a show I, I dug a little bit. And so, you know, while like Degrassi and the OC and all the original stuff, you know, is still on there and, and Julia looks to be moving forward and some other shows, Tokyo Vice, like these shows still continue to be moving forward. There's a lot of things that are just gone, like they never existed. And, uh, that's really disappointed. And when you lose $5 billion in market cap in a, in a week and you continue to make bad decisions, I, I worry about the future of HBO Max. I worry about the price increase that could come with it. I worry about let's take away the access for just paying HBO members and let's make it its own standalone thing. I worry about the ads. I worry about all of those things because I did like this service a lot and uh, I'm losing faith quickly i hope somebody picks this this ip up because this show had so much promise i don't know if and when that would happen because it's just not going to be a cheap thing so uh, that's where i'm at come on amazon don't let us down we got our first look 
at HBO's The Last of Us. Speaking of HBO, uh, HBO's The Last of Us. It was only like eighteen or twenty something seconds, but I we got some spoken dialogue. We got to look at some things. Did you happen to see it? And if so, what'd you think? Oh, of course. They were they were ripping right. You know, basically scenes right from the game. And it's number one. It's the game is coming out next week, which I pre-order on Amazon. Last of Us for PS5, by the way, Re- well, remastered. The Last of Us Part One for the third time is coming out. So yeah, I, yeah. and I'm a sucker. I get, but I, again, I saw that trailer. I'm getting hype. I told you, you know, a few months ago that I'm actually itching to get back into the game. So it's it's timing perfectly. Hopefully, I can have it beat before Baltimore Comic Con. And I'm, I, the show looks great. I, I love everyone involved. I love how they have Jeffrey Pierce, Troy Baker, um, uh, Ashley Johnson. They're all on, on those closed roles. I, I, I can't wait to see everyone. Got to see Nick Offerman as Bill, uh, you know, Bell Ramsey, you know, Pedro. I, I, I love everybody in this. I just I just got to prepare myself because I know it's going to be a bumpy ride. You have no idea what loss is. I, uh, I think it looked fucking great. You know, I'm debating on the game myself. I told you a method in which I wanted to purchase yep. it, but yesterday did not go in my favor. Uh, um, as a matter of fact, it literally went uh, pretty much all all downhill <laughs> to the point where I didn't do anything today because I'm reeling. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you dinked yourself. Um, I, I told Sam that if there's something that goes my way, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it, and if it doesn't go my way, I'm gonna wait for it to go on sale. Even for sixty, I'll buy it. I just have a real hesitancy to pay seventy five dollars for a single player game that I've already owned. Five sixty nine. Yeah, with like I have I already own it uh, twice. I, uh, <laughs> I I'm not getting the multiplayer. There's not much else that is really in it for me. So while I love The Last of Us, it's arguably besides Pokemon and, and Bioshock, my favorite video game universe of all time. Um, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I, I'm just a little hesitant um, to, to spend the moolah at this time. The second it goes on sale, I'm in and I will get it. Um, I'm also replaying Sword and Shield for no reason in particular, aka uh, there's a big reason. I want to go get the other legendaries that I missed last time. So I do have something to pass my time uh, right now, but a uh, little, little, little stuck on that game. But this show looked great. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for our first trailer. They say early 2023. They don't say just 2023. They keep saying early. So if that means like February, February right? We, we both literally said at the same time, February, maybe March. My goodness. If, if G Hall could get yellow jacket season two on showtime and the last of us going at the same time, I, I just can't think of a better world to live in. <laughs> so, uh, I would be one happy camper Rooney. Um, but yeah, this is, this is exciting that in just a few months, we're going to be watching the show and it seemed like a long time ago that we oh, heard about it. So I think we are going to be getting a trailer. I would, I would say within the next month or two, dude, they've been done shooting for over two months. I'd like to really, you know, we're, we got a 15 second teaser. We are due for a, tra- give, give me at least a minute teaser. Thank you. Yeah. They actually just got, there was a bit about two months, almost to the day that they got finished shooting. So, and it yeah, usually June, takes June 11th. They say it takes six months of post-production before you're ready to air. Uh, I don't know. I don't make TV shows, but um, if I did, I'd probably. Well, sure they had a lot of, you know, probably special effects with the clickers clickers and uh, and the environments and stuff like that. So I'm with it. Um, I would say, yeah, trailer. I would say a trailer, if not soon after the game, because that's a pretty good tie in. 
Um, I would say like around Halloween or so um, that would be fine by me. And then you just give us that nice concrete February. I don't know. Hopefully this is a Sunday show HBO. I was talking to Ashley. I said, you know, we haven't had a Sunday HBO show in forever. Like when's yeah. the last time we sat down on Sunday night and said, "Oh my God, we got this episode well, of something." But even even the, like Game of Thrones, like I we probably you know me and Kelly we probably won't watch it till Monday. Like that's something we we will probably wait. Yeah, we you know let's see. Well, in Feb, you got February fifth, twelfth, nineteenth, and twenty sixth for a Sunday. So you want to go Feb twelfth? Give it right before V Day. Oh my God, what a perfect Valentine's Day gift. And I'm just reading this. Pedro Pascal, he's paid $600,000 per episode. Oh, Jesus. He, his, his one line of dialogue we heard wasn't half bad either. So No, it, it, was, it was good. I, he pulled he, out he the got my Miller. attention. He, he, my sounded, attention. he sounded 38% like, like Troy Baker, and I'll take that. <laughs> Yo, he could just, he could just retire after this and Mandalorian. Paid, he does not have to work anymore. He's set. Yeah, uh, he's probably still collecting the royalty checks from Oberyn Martell. Uh, all right, <laughs> only murders in the building, season three. So uh, season two's wrapped. It was a very good season. Um, I'll be talking about it on a future pick of the week. They've cast Paul Rudd in season three, and I don't want to give away any spoilers. Ashley even said it's a show she wants to watch, so we're going to rebuy Hulu so we can. I, I've seen The Bear and all this other stuff, but she hasn't yet, so. Um, we'll we'll watch some Hulu originals coming up, but um, Paul Rudd really good casting choice. I don't know what role, I don't know where, I don't know how, but I'm looking forward to it. The middle of season two kind of fell off for me, but it picked up back again in episode five. So I'm definitely excited for for Only Murder season three. Another good show, another good season. The Umbrella Academy has been renewed for season four, and it will be the final season. I mean, hey, it, it's always good to know the show is going to you know get to go out on their own accord rather than just getting axed on season three. I know you and I talked earlier. We both didn't see season three yet, but it's good to see uh, season three has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the same as season two with 91% and, and season one had 92. So eventually I'll get there. But, you know, hey, four seasons, that's a solid run. Right. And, they're, and you know, again, I, I am not someone who cares at all about – like my urgency to watch season three, I'm sure when I watch it, it'll be fine, but it is so far down the list. Even with Jake Epstein, who played Craig Manning and Degrassi as one of the people, uh, main characters of the show. Um, I'm just not there. I'll get to it. Eventually. It is kind of nice to know that four will be the end because it does put a little bit of urgency there. It does put a little yeah. bit to know, Hey, when I watch it, we're watching the penultimate season of this show and they're not just getting shit canned. Uh, and being told to wrap, they at least get this season to figure it out and uh, go out on their own terms. So, you know, per se, I guess. So, yeah, definitely good news there. So fourth and final season for Umbrella Academy. Moving to Disney Plus per deadline, a King Kong series is in the works at excuse me, Disney Plus. Stephanie Folsom will write and James Wan will executive produce. However, what I've been told and heard is this is not about the King Kong that you know from the Godzilla. It's about a different Kong and its kind of origin story. So this is his second cousin growing up. <laughs> yeah, Queen Conger. Yeah, I don't know. That was I, I mean, joke. I, I'll, I just, I, I, I'm just getting, getting confused. So it's just going to be two separate Kongs now? Just just making sure I'm, or this is hit Kong's, didn't we get his origin? No, we didn't get his origin story, did we? 
but each different Kong gets a different origin story. They're not exactly the same. So maybe it was so, a real, oh, maybe it was an actual gorilla his, and like his it was super sized. Who, who the hell knows what, it, what it's going to turn into. I don't, I don't have a damn clue. <laughs> all, right. all, all I know is uh, I'm, I'll watch the first episode and kind of go from it's there. Kind of, we, we have we have to give it a fair shake. Come on, we have to watch it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, guess <it's, laughs> I mean, this is That's three right. years. This is two years away minimum. So uh, who cares at this point? I mean, we'll we'll talk about it more if we're still blessed enough to do a podcast when this show comes out. Then maybe we'll talk about it then. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's right. Negan himself has been cast in the Boys season four. That's John Winchester to you, my friend. Never <laughs> where you come from. Supernatural. Well, Denny from Grey's Anatomy, if you really want to go down that hill. So th- this would be awesome, especially if, if Soldier Boy kind of possibly could show up in season four to kind of have, you know, father and son back in Supernatural working together. So that, that would be cool. I, I love Jeffrey Dean. Whether he's in spandex or not, I, I, I can't wait to see him. I, I can't wait. They just started shooting season four today, I believe, so. I I'm obviously excited because season three was probably their best yet. Yeah, season three was a was a glorious season, and uh, four is looking to be a lot of fun with this casting, especially if they do bring Jensen back as Soldier Boy in some aspect, even if he is just a minor player. Given how season three ended, I'd be tickled to see him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan share a screen. I don't know who he will be in this series, uh, which is exciting. Um, or he plays Soldier Boy's dad in flashbacks that, or something. That's like what that. I was about to say, but I don't know if Soldier Boy even has like a dad. Well, he did. Uh, he, he remember he explained it in the story that his, his dad was abusive and alcoholic, anger. So <laughs> I would like to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan though on screen with Billy Butcher and Homelander. Like I hope that he is not a flashback character and he has a through line in the present day. Cause I think he would interact really, really well with like a Homelander or a he's Billy an Butcher. old, like he's an old school hero or villain or something like that. Trying to stop, help him stop Homelander or something like that. They, I mean, they, that. they did that. that. They did that with redemption or whatever the other team was with like Andrew from the walking dead and all the twins and all that. They they've done old superheroes. So it's not like they, there's no, precedent they there. yeah. So I'm into that. I, I think it's a really fun casting. And I think, uh, it gets me even that much more excited for the for the boy season four. Let me take it over in gaming. We're gonna start with Gamescom. It's you know it might not have been the best show for me and Greg, but we're gonna recap. We're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna say everything, but we're definitely gonna mention a few stories. <sighs> okay, it hurts. Uh, the the show. You know he's he, Sam's being so nice. He says, you know I don't think it was the best. It wasn't. No, it it wasn't good. It wasn't necessary. It didn't need to be two hours. It didn't need to be one. And it didn't need to, quite frankly, exist. This could have all been Twitter drops because all the things that anybody cared about, you fucking spoiled before and said, they're all going to be here just so you can get the eyeballs on it. And all these big surprises boiled down to a controller and a a game that, oh, by the way, leaked ahead of time. So we all knew it was coming. So uh, it was terrible. It was awful. And I'm going to go through it quickly. There are some games that uh, I have a star next to um, or some things. But what I'm going to do is I'm literally going to read off everything, right? And then I'll go back to the star ones. So just to cover it really quick, uh, everywhere was premiered an open world game that takes multiple games and features inside of it. Maybe you can help create it and all this things that I'm sure are over promised and under delivered. 
Dune Awakening, an open world survival MMO. The PlayStation DualSense Edge. Callisto Protocol got a gameplay update. Lords of the Fallen, Moving Out 2 was announced. Hogwarts Legacy got an update trailer. New Tales from the Borderlands was leaked and announced. Dying Light 2 got DLC called Bloody Ties. That's out October 13th. New Tales from the Borderlands, by the way, out October 21st. Sonic Frontiers got a new trailer and a release date of 11-8, the day before God of War and the week before Pokemon Gen 9. Uh, Under the Waves comes out next year in 2023. Goat Simulator 3 has been dated for 11-17. By the way, there is no Goat Simulator 2. This game just went 1-3 because it's a big giant joke of a series. Um, Return to Monkey Island got a date. That's coming out just a few weeks, September 19th. Moonbreaker is a turn-based sci-fi game with miniatures that you paint in the game. It's made by the people that made Subnautica. Friends vs. Friends is a thing. Lies of P is a Pinocchio Souls-like game where you're guiding Pinocchio on his quest to become a real boy. It was, it's going to come to Game Pass on day one. Stranded Alien Dawn is a thing. Atlas Fallen is a new IP. What a, I hate these names. Who comes up with these bombastic names? Atlas Fallen. Like, fucking pretentious. Uh, Homeworld 3 got an update. Genshin Impact is getting a new expansion. Honkai Star Rail is a new, te- a new game from the team that created Genshin Impact. High on Life got a new gameplay trailer, and it was vulgar for the sake of being vulgar, and my 9 out of 10 hype for that game is down to a 2. Based on this trailer, the trailer hurt the game more than it helped it. The Expanse is getting a Telltale game. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is getting a Left 4 Dead style multiplayer game in 2023. Scars Above, who cares? Age of Empires 4 is getting some free DLC. Gotham Knights, people were joking. We're probably going to see it for the ninth time. We fucking did. And they moved up the release date and they made a big deal out of it. Well, you get to play it early. It, four days. <laughs> I can wait, guys. I, I'll be all right. Four days. Where Winds Meet was announced. Kojima came out and announced his new game. Oh, nope, not a game. A Spotify exclusive podcast starting September 8th called Brain Structure, where Jeff Keighley will have a recurring segment. I swear Kojima could come on and say, Jeff, can I eat a steak on your show? And he'd be like, you have the top spot, Kojima son. Uh, mm-hmm. Beyond Park got an update. Jeff unveiled a fucking car with Pokemon on it. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, somebody, Some Switch indie that nobody's going to care about. I forgot to write the name down. The Outlast Trials got an update. The Finals either got announced or updated. Who fucking cares? And they ended with Dead Island 2. Game's been in development like 10 years. And uh, it's gotten a date for February 3rd, 2023. So of all that, let's talk first about the PS DualSense Edge Controller. What would you think? I was going to say, that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the paddle, like, the paddle, sadly, probably was the one or two best part of this whole damn show. And that's a damn shame. Yeah. And, and it's, so, it's, so it, it's, it's like the PlayStation one. It's like their elite controller. Yeah, but it's not that elite. I, like, looked into the features and stuff, and it's got the removable sticks and things like that that you can kind of customize a little bit. And it's maybe built a little bit more for performance. It's got a braided. Maybe a little heavier. I, that just, it didn't do a lot for me in terms of, like, what makes it really stand out. And I already am in the, in the, uh, uh, camp of the dual sense is pretty much a perfect controller sans the battery life. I mean, the battery life blows, but other than that, it's great. I still need to get that purple one. Oh Jesus. I see it at target every time I go and I just don't go. Um, so yeah, look, look more into it. The dual sense, uh, edge. If you're like a hardcore gamer, maybe more competitive gamer, 
Um, this might be something for you. Like, like Sam alluded to the Xbox elite controller. This doesn't quite do what that does, but there it is an upgraded controller. So check that out. If, if you so choose, um, Sonic frontiers actually look pretty good. Um, it, it, it looks, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks, it looks fine. fine. That's I think that's the word. It looks fine. Yeah. Looks People fine. overblowing it. I think it's not going to bomb. I, I think the game will do. I think it'll do okay. Well, the day before God of War is rough. Because, yes, I, while they I, might I, not have the exact target bad. audience, they do have an overlap of target audience. So that's a lot to ask. That's $130. Exactly. I was going to say, it's, it's tough to ask people. $140 gets. That's, that's a lot. So. You know, Sonic Frontiers looked fine. It it made my hype from that a two to a four. Like I I can see myself at a thirty dollar twenty dollar price tag diving in, and I've gotten good feedback on the demo where people say the demo is actually pretty fun. Um, so there's that. Take that for what you will. Um, nothing else really stuck out to me. I already said high on life. The trailer actually killed the hype for me. I don't care about Gotham Knights' new date. The more I see that game, the less I care. I'm at this point. I'm out. I, I just don't. I don't want to play it anymore. Um, but Where Winds Meet, you said, had potential. What'd you think? Yeah, it, it did. You know, again, I I had the Ghost of Tsushima uh, vibes. It's just this this new open world action RPG based on Chinese history and mythology with that martial arts combats. So it's like you give me that. I saw. I thought I saw a bow and arrow. I mean, I feel like, you know, the imagery, it, it looked good. I feel like the game is probably not coming out till 2023 at least. So I, I think this is a game that I want to keep an eye out. If I see, you know, I need to see some more gameplay, but give me a bow and arrow and a samurai sword in an open world. I think that's all I need. The only game that touched me at all that I hadn't heard about or that was a new announcement to me was uh, Under the Waves. I thought that was actually a pretty cool looking game. I like anything that has to do with space exploration or underwater deep sea exploration. So both of these, those things kind of hit for me pretty hard. I liked that, but that's really it. I mean, it was a very disappointing show. And when I say it was unnecessary, I mean, it was unnecessary two hours. It needed to be 20 minutes in the fuck out. It it wasn't, it wasn't good. And it makes me realize that like next year's gamescom, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to stop what I'm doing and check it out. Like it's going to be one of those things where I'll just have it on it, in the background. Uh, I'm I'm not going to lie, having the ability to you know fast forward that probably saved me. You had to suffer through it. You know, this is a show that you probably could have really got away with like an hour. You could. I just you don't want it all. In. Yeah, I just didn't want things spoiled on Twitter. So like that's yeah. the only reason I really even yeah. watch the shows in the first place is so I don't get spoiled on Twitter. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. Don't watch it. Just listen to us bitch about it and then just move on with your life. Maybe this will cheer you up. We have July's and PD. I always love talking about the games, man. The best selling games. Um, we've done 20 in the past. I couldn't find the list in a very short amount of time this month, so I only have the top 10. So the top 10 best selling games of July 2022 are as follows. Number 10, F1 2022. Number nine, Minecraft. Number eight, Digimon Survive. Hmm. Number seven, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number six, wow. I know, I know, it's the new Grand Theft Auto V, uh, but I actually like it. Um, number six, MLB The Show 22, which is cool because it's on Game Pass. I always like when games, even though it's on PlayStation 2, I always like when Game Pass games show up here. It's nice. Um, number five, Call of Duty Vanguard. That's the only Call of Duty game on the list, which is great. Number four, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. 
So very good job by Nintendo marketing the shit out of that game. Number three, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Number two, a resurgence for Elden Ring. Oh, wow. I know. uh, (laughs) And number one, multiverses. Dude, yo, everyone's talking about that. I've been hearing a lot of things about multiverses. Would you believe it? Multiverses, ladies and gentlemen, coming in, coming in hot. Who would have thunk it? LeBron James. He helped it. PlayStation is pushing the release of PlayStation VR 2 to early 2023. That's all we know. We don't have a date. We don't have anything else. We just originally thought it was coming this year. They never concretely said it. It's not an official delay, but the plan was for 2022. So now to have this pushed out to 2023 on top of the price increase for the PS5 and multiple, uh, uh, I guess, areas of the world, multiple continents, except for the United States markets, I guess. Uh, A lot of people are down on Sony today. Uh, at the same time, um, if you already own a PS5, nothing, nothing really to worry about. But uh, yeah, PS5 or the PlayStation brand taking a little bit of a hit these past couple days. I can I can see why. And the last story we have in gaming, the Game Awards has a date. December 8th, Thursday, December 8th. So the night we record. So we probably, well, no. Who the hell knows at that point? We'll be monthly. Um, who knows what we'll do for the game awards this year? I don't know. I've done solos in the past about them. I've done a whole bunch of shit. I've done, I watch it like an idiot and then record at 1230 by myself at night. So who knows what we'll do? Maybe we'll just do our monthly, uh, after that, who knows? Maybe we'll do two that month. I don't know. It depends on what gets announced because I've still yet to see Goldeneye. I've still yet to see Bioshock. I still, you know, there's so many things that like I need. So, uh, uh, and you know, well, depends on what gets announced, but there you go. Thursday, December 8th for the game awards. As we go back into movies, oh, we're making pretty good time, but the movie section is pretty meaty tonight. So with that being said, let's start with a PlayStation game per deadline. A days gone film is in development. Uh, Yeah. Another it, zombie movie. Oh, uh, okay. So that, that I was gonna say, so Days Gone was a zombie movie. It was, a, yeah, it was a zombie game where uh, it's more. Of, I won't call it open world, but it was like think of uh, it's like Dying Light, right? No, no, no. Dying Light was much more. I won't say linear, um, but this was this lacked a lot. Days Gone came out. Everybody hated it. They patched it up. It became okay. It sold pretty well. I think it ended up selling a little over 8 million copies. So, I mean, all things considered, it sold pretty well. But it did nothing special. I bought it for $20, I think. And it is available for PlayStation 5. If you have the... uh, Pretty sure if you have like PS5 and you subscribe online, you get all those PS4 games for free. Pretty sure it's on that. The PS Plus collection, I think they call it. Um... I played it and I hated the story. I hated the voice acting and I hated the controls. It's a 45 hour game. I didn't feel like playing that at all. So uh, to me, this is just motorcycles and zombies out in Wyoming. And the whole gimmick of the game is the size of the hordes. They get massively big hordes of zombies. Forget what they call them. But yeah, this is just, come on, man. I I won't won't play the game. 
I won't play the game, but I probably will see the movie. <sighs> no. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder will be available September 8th on Disney Plus. So I don't have to wait too much longer to see it. No, and you know, it's it it didn't make you know, your standard one billion like for Marvel, it made seven hundred and thirty eight million. And so it's good to see that not every superhero movie like the billions the standard because I don't I don't, it shouldn't be. The movie was two hundred fifty million budget, it was still profitable, had a good run. Now Disney Plus, that's that's the game. And you know, I think that's probably where you probably should have seen it. This is I would say this is my least favorite Thor movie, easily. It, well, I am firmly in the camp of I believe others like us are feeling the burnout um, pretty pretty heavy. So uh, that's what I'll choose to believe, at least, is there are people out there like us that are just kind of fucking over it. Yeah. Um, so and when you have all these things on Disney Plus, literally while the movie's out, like Miss Marvel was still going. <laughs> so like it, it's not like it was like the only show in town either. Um. Yeah, I can see why, but I I was firmly waiting for the Disney Plus. I still haven't gotten spoiled either. I don't know what happens ah, at I, all. I, it's it's it just could have been so much better, but they fucking marvelled it up. Wow. Yeah, coming from a DC fan who literally your shit's dropping like flies, he still has the balls to rip Marvel. And by the way, he's right. So at, at least with this movie, yes, the this state- movie, I, I'm dead on. <laughs> The state of superhero properties that aren't the boys right now. It's uh, a <laughs> it's entire straight. The boys is out doing it all. Uh, Movie Pass is coming back August twenty fifth. So today, so it's out now. Uh, you can actually sign up for a tiered system, ten, twenty, or thirty dollars. If you don't know what Movie Pass is, uh, at least the old way, it was basically you pay a monthly fee and you get unlimited access to the theater. It's kind of like the the high level premise, there's clearly more to it. But if something like that interests you, just Google Movie Pass and you can figure out what you get for those tiers. But it's back, and uh, as someone who doesn't care about the movie theater, this always appealed to me. But uh, I, I don't. Just, I, don't I just it. never thought I was going to come back. I thought Movie Pass was dead, I, and usually it was always like a, a three or four day limit with Movie Pass, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it was like you can go seven out of seven days. I, I thought it was some kind of limit, but. Hey, check it out. 10, 20, 30. Maybe it's worth it. I'm good. Maybe the 30 gets you unlimited. Who, who knows? Yeah, it, may, it could be something like that. I'm almost positive it was only 10 bucks or something like that. The, the first like the last time. I don't remember the whole spiel. Halloween Ends will now release on Peacock the same day as theaters. I'm loving that certain streamers are still doing this or at least getting their movies on quickly like the Black Phone and others. Uh, October 14th, so just in time for Halloween, Halloween Ends will be there. Halloween Kills did something similar last year around Halloween, and on Halloween night, that's what Ashley and I watched was Halloween Kills. So we've already decided this year Halloween Ends will be our Halloween night treat, unless we watch it this that night it comes out, and then again on Halloween because she's a big horror girl. So I'll give her I mean, that. That's just I, smart on Peacock, October 14th, perfect timing. Peacock slowly but surely putting together some bangers here. The Black Phone. Yeah. I'll put in Dr. Death in there. The resort is really good. There's some things that we've been going to Peacock more than um, Prime, more than Hulu, more than Netflix. We've been watching Netflix the least out of all the streamers lately. So excited for that because our $21 is going to a good place. Uh, Yeah, anyways, Avatar is coming out in theaters in September. They're re-releasing it. And Disney Plus has quietly removed the movie from the service. They didn't announce it. They didn't make a thing of it. 
this kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't seen Avatar yet? I'm raising my hand. I started it. I fell asleep, and I'm just I just don't care. But plenty of people are like, God, I want to watch this and can't. So um, it'll be so, back. So, so they just it'll, took it away. So basically, it forces people to go in theaters to watch it. That's right, and it's coming back, but that'll be closer to when the sequel comes out. That's ridiculous. I get pissed. It's all it's all ridiculous, dude. It's all ridiculous. Uh, what do we got next? Is the bad story next? Yeah, it sure is. Warner Brothers has delayed two massive DC films. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is getting a three-month delay from December 21st of this year to March 17th of next year. And Aquaman is getting a massive one. Yeah, and it, okay. and it, 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 it sucks because I believe the Sh- uh, Shazam director said like last month, like, our movie's done, it's ready to get released, and bam, we're getting delayed three months. It's like, ah, but I, I kind of read, I think it's going to be, they're going to try to throw in either Superman and or Batman in one or both of these movies. I think they're going to try to add it, film some film, film some scenes, get a, you know, a couple months in. It just sucks that we have to wait a full year for Aquaman. Basically, March, March 17th to, this, to Christmas Day of next year. So that's a huge delay. Yeah, so, I, and again, I think they're doing re-scenes with, with um, Ben Affleck as Batman and Shazam, they might try to, either they do a Black Adam or they actually finally have Henry back as Superman because I, I think they're going to try to finalize the deal because they want to bring him back as Superman. It just sucks that mm-hmm. Shazam three months, not bad, but the year for Aquaman, that, that does kind of suck. That, that'll sting. That'll sting. And that leaves what? That's just, I believe just Black Adam for this Black year. Black Adam's the only DC film on the slate for this year up until what March. So yep. that's yep. a that's a long that's a long way. Oh, and yeah, our last, yeah. our, I know it's it's a bad time to be a Marvel or DC fan, but hey, She Hulk's out. Uh, Elvis will hit HBO Max September second, and I am extremely excited for this because I've been wanting to watch this movie pretty bad. Yeah, it, it's funny. I was literally talking to Alex about this movie yesterday. He was like, "Yo, did you see Elvis?" I was like, "I didn't. I'm I'm waiting because I did see it was coming to HBO Max." And he was like, "Dude, you got to see. He's like, I know you're gonna love it because he knows I you know grew up listening to Elvis." And he's like, dude, this, they tell you everything. I was like, dude, I, I, I know mostly his whole thing, but I, of course, I'm interested to see the movie. Um, he does his own singing in it. Um, I can't, I'm brain farting on his name, but he does his own singing, so it's not just an Elvis play. He kind of doing like the Val Kilmer for Jim Morrison, where he actually did his own Austin Butler's the actor's name, and it looks awesome. I can't wait to see it. My parents saw it in theaters, so my parents are ahead oh, of the game more I than that. I am. <laughs> Sam, bring us home with your weekly wada. Weekly wada this week is our favorite, one of our favorite. This is The Last of Us. This is the 9-6 A-plus 2013. This is the second print. The first print, you could tell on the bottom, on the front bottom right-hand corner, it actually has the old-school Sony label. The second print, it doesn't. It just says Naughty Dog. I actually did just buy the first print literally this morning. I sniped it. It, it, New listing. It just popped up. Got it. It, it, I'm a master at this shit. I just pray that the seal's legit and there's no rips. But for right now, this is made in USA. This is the Y-Fold developed by Naughty Dog, directed by Bruce Straley and Neil Druckmann. Music composed by Gustavo. But again, I, I was... 
I was late to the last of us party. You know, I, I believe you played it at launch. I, w- I was late. I, I came in. I think I played on PS4 before I even played on PS4, uh, PS3. That's correct. Yeah. I let you borrow mine. Yep. Um, this sold over 20 million copies by October 2019. Um, it was released PS3, PS4. The PS5 version comes out September 2nd. IGN gave it a 10 out of 10. Game Informer, 10 out of 10. Polygon, 8 out of 10. Metacritic, 95 out of 100. It's a, a beloved game worldwide. We're getting a TV show we, we just talked about earlier on the podcast. I can't wait to dive back in this game. To you know, to, A game that punches you right in the gut, right in the start. If you never played this game I, 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 and you have a PlayStation, I highly suggest you just go in, find it. Maybe it's on the uh, PlayStation's monthly service. This is a must-have for a PlayStation game. This was hell of a ride because if you play this, you're probably going to jump right into two. I am so I'm actually excited to play it on PS5, especially with the haptic feedbacks, and maybe I even play it on hard mode just because I know a little bit more now. And between the game, the TV show, it's just a, a great time to to be a nerd. And I I cannot wait to I cannot recommend The Last of Us anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it is available as a part of the PlayStation Plus collection. So if you have a PS5 um, and you subscribe to PlayStation Plus, any tier that is, you get it for free. So and it, you can usually get it on sale somewhere for like ten bucks, you know, at, at like the highest. So the remastered, or you can spend the seventy on September second and get part one when it drops. So it's it's one of the greatest games of all time. I'm glad you brought it to the table. And that was episode. 295 we did 20 minutes on house of the dragon and still get out of here in less than an hour and 15 minutes that my friends is what we call efficiency Uh, thanks for hanging out with us we'll see you next week on episode 296 gohan's back baby